0: Well this morning we just want to have a, a discussion and I do I'd like to hear from the different portions but th- these were some of my thoughts and what what brought this this thought out to me is uh, the beautiful intimate relationship that God has developed himself between Mike and I and in in reference to in reference to Ephesians 4.11, it says he gave some apostles, no more, some prophets, in the sense of completing the canon of scriptures, the book of Revelations, and some believe it was AD 96 when that was completed. And then it says he gave some evangelists and pastors and teachers. So that's what those are the gifts that are remaining because everything else has been completed foundationally, and then the operation of that foundation to enter into the individual experience of those that are Christ, have to do <clears throat> first you need to get saved, evangelists, then it's pastors and teachers. Now the system and I'm not blaming individuals for this whatsoever, because that's been dealt with by Christ. All blame is, of course, we know, has been dealt with by him. But in the system, it teaches, that system will teach and give man authority, even in those gifts, especially the pastors and teachers, that somehow (laughs) they are anything other than an under shepherd. And God was bringing those thoughts out to me uh, this morning, early this morning. So in my relationship, so in a relationship with anyone, there there are there are truthfully they are pastors and teachers, and all those are are individuals that first have been given this gift by pure grace, which has nothing to do with merit, has nothing to do with natural intellect whatsoever, and that is brought out in Ephesians four and verse eight. It says he gave men. He gave them. He gave gifts unto men. And when it says that in Ephesians 4, 8, it is, and when God gives, we know it always has to do with grace. It can't be any other way with any other creation of his angel or man. It's a gift because no one even existed apart from the love of God operating through his, through grace. No one deserved anything. It was all his action. And that's, that's why love is, is the active energy of God's nature. And then out of that, with the proper teaching, comes the purity of his nature, and that's light, understanding the scriptures. And so when, when I was considering this, an under-shepherd is this. An under-shepherd is And this brings out 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 7. We have this treasure in these fragile clay jars. You cannot separate the gift from Christ, who's the treasure. And it's just in an earthen vessel, a fragile, weak vessel. So when it comes to the system would would teach that, in some ways, would teach, not always, but in a lot of ways... (laughs) And if it's partial truth, then it's really false truth. If it's only partial and not complete truth. But the fact of the matter is, is the system will teach that God gave the pastor to be some kind of authority over others or to control them, which is which is utter nonsense according to the Scriptures. So this is how it works. And it only works this way. So if there's a gift, and if that gift function functions properly by being submitted to the head, and that and Ephesians 4:8 brings it out with Colossians 1:18 and Colossians 2:19. He's the head over each individual that makes up the body. So if that gift is functioning properly, we know it's Christ flowing through a vessel. And so if anyone it, 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 it is God that makes the vessel to be the pastor of another individual. Okay? And it's and what that means is this. So when I look at my, just so I can explain it, when I look at my relationship on my side, on my side, properly, in light of the Scriptures, in my relationship with Mike, I don't look at him as me being his pastor. Honestly, I don't look at it that. I look at it as the purity of the fellowship that we have. Now, on his side, That may be true, but it's only true between him and God as an individual. That's all it means. So all it means is we have fellowship, right? Because the same life that was in Paul, that was Christ as his only life, poured into other vessels, what made the difference? The life was given so that there could be a proper manifestation, a proper revelation "...of the intimate desire of fellowship in each individual to share with the whole." And that's 1 John 1, 1 through 3, explaining verse 4, and all the way down to the 10th verse in that particular chapter of 1 John 1. So, you know, others may consider to me that, but I am not to consider that. That's, the, that's between the individual and Christ. Because who am I? I am a vessel. And that sets us so free. No, who's in control? I mean, what controls our physical body? Our head. And who's our head? And there's only one. And that's the beauty of that. And it keeps the, the, the falseness. It keeps out the error of the flesh. It keeps, it keeps out the control, supposedly, of a man who can only be thinking that he's in control apart from Christ in the deception of being under the prince and power of the air, Ephesians 2.2. And the system does not work apart from the flesh. You can blame the system all you want. It's the flesh. And that's why the scriptures are clear that Christ is our only authority. And when you leave them as your only authority, and that's what the system will do, you can do it, you can in so-called Protestantism, you know, Protestantism, you know, the one pastor teacher, under, misunderstanding, Ecclesiastes 12, 9-13, completely, the one pastor teacher there is Christ himself. And then there are many masters of assemblies, yeah, when they're mastered by Christ. Period. <laughs> Because without him, what can we do? I don't care who you are, what your gift is. Without him, and without Christ, in John 15, 1-5, tell me, what can you do? Without him, in John 15, 1-5. So it, took, it takes... Listen, it's, and, and, and God gave this teaching, and I've grown in it over the years, but even as early as 1977... He was teaching me the principle, and I didn't know it n- even near like I know it now, and what I will learn in the future. You know, it, it, it took, and one night, God took Israel out of Egypt, one night. It took him 40 years to take Egypt out of Israel. We get saved, in one instant, we're born again. Instantly. Instantly, in John three thirty, we have the increase. It takes him so long to take the flesh out of the experience. This is Romans eight verse nine, and that's what brings that in, in a very clear and a very beautiful way. So that's what happens. So the enemy will use a man with a gift that's falsely used because it hasn't been. He's not submitted to Christ. Therefore, his gift becomes his own and something he uses to control, whether he's ignorant or not about it. And there's where they they it, it, it started out, the decline started out, and it started out early 1st century. You see it. Early 1st century, when John, the beloved apostle, through the power of the Holy Spirit, wrote 1 John 2.18, even now there are many antichrists. Let me ask you, is my flesh antichrist? Well, Romans 8, 7, it brings it out clear. Yes, it is. And it's not only anti, against, but it replaces authority that only belongs to him. And so, Revelation 2, 4, they left their first love. They taught a lot of truths. And they were commended by Christ for that. And it doesn't even say, in some translations, it says, but I have somewhat against you. It doesn't even say somewhat. It is extremely strong and powerful in his hatred of what men take to themselves what only belongs to him, complete authority. Then another comes in and takes authority in place of him. There's where you get priests in Catholicism. There's where you get the senior pastor teachers and all these other crazy things that any of us can fall into in a moment in a moment, in a moment, and listen, these are truths that God has had to teach me even since I've been back here. You're not, what makes us think that we can be in control of anyone else? We're not even in control of ourselves. We're either being mastered by Christ and His love and that brings out Revelations two four. Or another authority comes in, and if the light that be in you in Matthew six twenty three be darkness, how great is that darkness? And in Matthew six twenty four, you can't serve two masters because if your eye is not single, Matthew six verse twenty two. If your eye is single, your whole body will be filled with light. Well, who is that light? That's Christ Himself, in John one, in verse three and four. It's crystal clear. In John 8, verse 12, in John 1, verse 5, in 1 John 1, verse 5, even in fellowship. Do you see? And so that those are some of the thoughts that I had. And God just correcting me constantly because it's one thing for him to take us out of the system. Boy, can it take a while to take the system out of you. And that's just simply him dealing with the flesh. And it's no longer even a blame game. You know, there's one mediator between God and man. That has to do with the only scholar and theologian that there is, it's God, the Holy Spirit. Simple, simple. There's one mediator between God and man. It's the man, the man, Greek article, see this man at points, see this man, this man, and this man only, that's what the Greek says, is Christ Jesus. And that's what Job, in the midst of his trial, in Job 9, and verse 33, was praying. Oh God, I wish there was one that could touch me and my humanity and touch you in your divinity, your deity. And that, of course, is Christ. There's no other name given among heaven whereby men must be saved, in Acts 4.12, than the name, Christ Jesus. No other name. No other name. That's why, that's why my name isn't Pastor Ed. Pastor is not a title, it's a ministry gift given by Christ to bring out the purity and fellowship and oneness in, in, in answer to his prayer of oneness, his high priestly prayer in John 17, 11, 21, and 22, the principle brought out in Ephesians 4, 4 through 6, the principle of oneness in a local assembly. And that keeps out all the interference of the enemy with his man. And boy, if he can't keep men with their gifts from being saved, boy, does he want to use them in their fleshly experience, in the pride of ignorance. None of us are above anybody. Well, he, as a matter of fact, in Romans 3 and verse 19, he considered all to be guilty, equal in all of our guilt. All of us. All of us. And so, again, the gift is only effective, oh, God, it's only effective when we are submitted to Christ, period. Then he is all in all. Last time I checked, Christ is all in all in Colossians 3 and verse 11. Isn't that wonderful? He is all in all in all of us. Thank God for that. So those, again, and this took, this took a while. Oh, I'm somebody's pastor. No. Listen, you're a vessel, you're a vessel, and that has to do with the individual and God, period. And if it's that way and only that way, now you have the purity of a fellowship of an exchange. So, you know, Paul and Titus, yeah. Could Paul do without Titus? Well, oh, I don't know. He reads 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 13 and 2 Corinthians 7 verses 5 and 6. No, one couldn't do without the other. Do you see that keeps the authority of Christ flowing in oneness, in him alone? And that way, again, even in the type, in Job 41 and verse 16, one is so near to another. And that's bringing out in type the crocodile and its its armor and the way it kept out water and air. But in this principle, one is so near to another that no air from the atmosphere, and you see that clearly again in, in Hosea 12 and verse 19, leave her alone, her wings are caught up in the wind. And the wind there in his Ephesians 2 and 2, Satan is the prince and power of the air, causing separation and distance. That's what the system does. We have to remember, and I'll close with this, the system, even, and we can understand it, and it's not just true in Romanism, Roman Catholicism, it's true in Protestantism too, without any question about it. But Romanism, the Roman Catholic Church, was built on, was literally built on the old covenant of the Jews. You tell me, the great high priest Aaron, who was closer to God than him? Then you had, in the, and then he was able to go into the Holy of Holies. Then you had, you had all the priests, and then the Levites a little further away, so you can see the Pope, and then all those a little bit lesser and then even further removed in the outer court so there was an outer court where all the congregation of Israel were then there was the middle court and then the holy of holies you see how less and less it got now when luther in the 15th century a uh, 16th century i should say in the 1500s when he rebelled against the roman catholic church when he did that and nailed his 96 theses on the door of the Pope in in Worms, Germany, when he did that. He was bringing back the truth, and God used him to bring back the truth of salvation in Christ alone, by grace alone, through absolute faith dependence, alone and him only. Again, this is 1 Timothy 2.5 in in, in Acts 4.12 and Job 9 and verse 33. So they taught that, and he rebelled. And there's where we get Protestantism they protested against the catholic church and against the pope who acted as a, an authority in the place of Christ himself and caused that distance and that's why they even caused it to be in latin the understanding of it so all the other people and that happened in the early in the dark ages and that's when that's when Augustine, and some call him Augustine. Okay, Augustine is his name. He took the writings of Origen, and he said, no longer will the laity, the just the common everyday people, interpret the scriptures. Only the clerical, the ecclesiastics, the clericals will do so. This is where Catholicism came. That's why they put it in Latin. And then all these systems. Now, Luther rebelled against that in terms of of what we said, salvation in Christ alone. He's the great high priest. He is. Hebrews 3, verse 1, had to teach the Hebrews that were going back to that old law again, that were already in Christ. And then in Hebrews 4, 14 to 15, we have this great high priest. There's only one. And he's the head. Only one. And so He taught that through the power of the Holy Spirit. God used them as a vessel, but then he went right back into all that other stuff. You have no, oh God, transubstantiation, you know, that's where you get the the Eucharist and somehow you receive the body of Christ and all of this and Mariology and all these different things that at some point if God has us, we can get into those, not in an accusatory evil negative way, but just in the way of bringing the light in scriptures and not being anyone's enemy to do so and that's what you'll do when you become an authority you can only act on the flesh uh, outside of Christ in the submission of your, your, yourself so that your gift flows from him and him alone and so then he went right back into it then all these other authorities came in now he rebelled and there's where Protestantism came Okay? He brought back that. That's the Reformation theology. Far short of the growth truths, positional truths. In Christ alone is your only authority. is your only authority. Because he saves, he waters through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the word that he is. And see, if it's anyone else, it's distance. And Christ removed all distance between God and the individual. He only did so through Christ with the scriptures that God has, has brought out to us this morning. So again, he, so then then, what did he do? He brought the system with him. The one pastor. there's where you get senior pastor. then everyone else is a little bit less. <laughs> and then the congregation's a little bit further. No. No, we all get this truth in God's order. He does it decently and in order in 1 Corinthians 14.40 and it keeps out the confusion in 1 Corinthians 14.33 because God is not the author of confusion but of life and peace. Who's all of our life? Colossians 3.4, Christ. Who is our peace? Christ himself in Ephesians 2 and verse 15 and it keeps us functioning in God's only order. He only has one order and that's Christ himself in 1 Corinthians 14.40. And so this is bringing out all these realities. And I got to tell you, you had to separate that stuff from me. He did. Because it becomes attached to us when we're not attached to Christ through the light of the scriptures. And even there, even there it brings out Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Result, you will not lean unto your own understanding, or in other words, be an authority and control. In all your ways acknowledge who? Him. And He will direct your paths. Your paths of thinking in Psalm 16 and verse 6. Your paths of thinking right properly. Be not wise in your own eyes. Your own understanding. Your own perception. Stop being a private interpreter through the flesh in 2 Peter 1 and verse 20. Because everything that you have, you think you have, it came not only... Now, with those gifts in Ephesians uh, that were uh, uh, done in the dispensation of grace, the church age, which were accomplished and made foundationally secure in 1 Corinthians 3.10 and 11, and in those uh, in in the apostles and prophets in Ephesians 4.11, but even old men, old covenant truths that they had, didn't come from their will or themselves in 2 Peter 1 and verse 21. So this keeps the purity of Christ flowing in the vessels. Now, yeah, and we honor one another in Ephesians five twenty one. Yes. Now, we're all equal in Christ in Galatians 3 and verse 26. We're all the children of God by faith, just like children of Abraham. He operated in faith apart from, literally, apart from his own will and its operation. He just submitted his will just like we did. See? And we don't all have the same place in the gifts, though, in Galatians 3 and verse 28. But we still have the same life and have the same authority, and we're all growing in it. And so those are just some thoughts that I had, you know, about that with God. And I, I just tell you simply, just because God has been doing this in me. And this, this does away with all the stuff stupid nonsense of commending ourselves and comparing ourselves in 2 Corinthians 10:12 because to do so is not wise meaning Christ is not operating in the wisdom that you have as an individual which only flows from his love. And so you can't separate wisdom from love and that's why when you leave it in Revelations 2 and verse 4, man becomes your authority because man in his own eyes becomes his own authority. He takes something that he thinks he got from God and then thinks he doesn't need God anymore and it's operation said the other day, and I will close with this, two things that are far too much for us and beyond our own control. The flesh and that wild nature. And what we have in Christ is so huge and so overwhelming, we cannot be in control of it. We have to grow in it in 2 Peter 3.18. And that is the beauty that we have in the beautiful flow in God's order in a local assembly where there are babes young men and spiritual dads but we're all children in his eyes that's first John 2:12 and 14. that keeps out the love of the world which has to do with that system that replaces Christ as our only authority. So if anyone has uh, you know do you, anyone else has any questions or, or comments or I love what you said about
1: how God saved them? from Egypt in one night, but it took them 40 years for him to remove Egypt from them, you know? Between us and God, it's just, yeah, that's, that, that's a nice eye-opener to see how deep-rooted the flesh is. You know?
0: Yeah, and, and even in that sense, that keeps out the hyper-dispensationalist. Mean, hyper-dispensationalist means, you know, they, they believe only the epistles of Paul had to do with us. The rest, pfft, doesn't have anything to do with us. When it's Well, again, in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, it says all Scripture right, is given by God breathing it out in, in, in reality, <laughs> in our only reality. That's why our only reality is Christ. All Scripture is given by God. All of it. So that we have understanding, you know. Yes, and that's an eye-opener. Oh, boy. So, anyone else? A question or comment? Mike, do you have any thoughts?
1: so many times where I like I didn't understand I didn't care that much but I didn't understand like in our um, surroundings and in in our environment that we came up in Mm -hmm. what the gig was just the first time you know we really sat down with the word in fellowship Was kind of initiated to me. I'm like, why, you know, why? why In looking at you, like, what's why is this guy here teaching and pastoring? You know, yeah. And so at the time, you know, not having any idea, you know, and then not even really being aware of me being in the same position, just in a different place. Like, just we just were.
0: Yeah, and let me say this, Mike, too, again. So, when I say it was the system, it wasn't just the system. It was my flesh. It was the flesh that was in me. I want to make that crystal clear because I didn't have a full understanding of it either. Because yeah, I was. We grew. Yeah. The, the thing about it is, by His grace, we grew
1: in the fact that there was a fruit in our relationship of intimacy
0: outside of that. Yeah. And that's what we're yeah. growing in, yes. Yeah, we process through that, and grew mm. through that. Sitting here today, like, you know, going like, wow,
1: okay, right? Tying Hebrews 13, 17, tying that with 11, and 12. Crazy, right? And that, when you were gone, he, Harrison didn't really ask him. He just kind of talked about what he was, you know, what was going on in his thought life, in relationship to what he was thinking. And what he's what he's going through is exactly what you said, and it's not with Israel, him them taking them out of Egypt, you know, and you know, in one day, and then taking forty years to take is, Israel out of Egypt. What Harrison is talking about is being taken out of the system but spending these years in Texas letting God take the system out
0: of him. Yes. That's talking about. Yeah. And that's that has to do with our fellowship and oneness. And that's what God has created yeah. in us, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But boy, I want to tell you, boy, Woo! that's when he began that with me coming back here. Yeah, oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah, like I'm someone's authority, and in my privacy, who am I kidding? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he, the only way he can initiate to a believer is through the flesh. That's right. And that's what he wants to get us into. Because that's Ephesians 4 27. Give no place, topos in the Greek. Give him no place to the devil. Don't give him place because you do, you lose your first love experience. Revelations 2 and verse 4. Yeah. Yeah, I say it all the time because others need to hear it. I've already arrived. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's why we can always be gracious towards each other in their growth because no matter where I got to, it was grace that brought me there. And the patience of his love. And the love of, I'm just telling you. Then you get to the point where you actually love his patience. God, it's amazing to me. Interesting, we talked about that last night because someone brought up the scripture, you know, in James 1 2 through 4, you know, and they switched
1: patience with tribulation. Hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and patience, what? Is that not the operation of his love? I mean, how else could, how else not we growing in grace and knowledge? Oh, God. And we think we're so patient. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Lord. So. Anyone else? Question, comment? Anybody? You guys got to go to work? Nothing. Oh, good. Okay. I was wondering. You better not be wearing that hat. You know, he gets these hats and I'm lusting after that. I really am. I love that hat. I'm lusting after it. See what he did to me? Can you show it to him? You, of uh, he will. It's awesome. Of course he will. Look at that. No, Where the whole thing. Get them? that thing. Look. Boop. Beep. It's Boop. PR hat. What's PR? Puerto, Rico. Puerto Rico. But we know it's personal redemption. Per- perfectly redeemed, you know, but you know, I gave these guys, I'm so wonderful, I gave these guys two hats, you know, the Lord gives and he gives right back, I got two more in place of them, isn't I, aren't I awesome, <laughs> I haven't even shown him the other one yet, because that just oh, got here, got well, how many did I give? Okay, it's called replacement. This is called repla- this is, re- this, is re- this is replacement theology. <laughs> the doctrine of the flesh, just like replacement theology is all the promises that God gave Israel since they rejected Him. Now go all to the church. Yay! I don't know what you do. With all- <laughs> Some of this you might have to get rid of, but a lot of it, a lot of it, I don't, you know, even our questions and don't get rid of that because that's, that we need, you know, in comments. So what is, what is the question that you should have asked Mike that you didn't yet? Let me, let me tell you. Oh, you already did? Yeah. No. Oh, he already discerned it. Go ahead. Yes, of course. Because I, I do very much respect and honor him. Yeah, me too. Me too. He couldn't articulate the identity crisis he's having with the identification of the will. Okay.
1: I understand. That, that's, that's what he's struggling with. And that's in, like, in what you brought out so clear today. The system, with it, the system brings into that confusion.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? Guess what, Harrison? That was mine for years. And I'm telling you, even by the time I got back, how old was I when I got back here? Moved back here? Yeah, believe me. Yeah, I understand that. And I wanted to make that known to you, honestly. How much I love you and respect you in Christ. And I mean that. And that's a God's honest truth. Period. And there's nothing else. There's nothing else. So I love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it makes you rest and trust. And that's foundational, right? Thank God for foundational truth. No wonder that's the beginning and when you miss that now you you know you you know you're like the sand and that's of course that's Matthew 7, 24 to 27. But so the patience this is what makes it so necessary in those that God has given the gift that he has to work in that patience in them to understand because if they're not, what do they give to others? Good God almighty. It just, the enemy just keeps it going. Because he doesn't want that experience in the individual. He doesn't want it locally, the expression of oneness. And who would, who would want to get saved and want anything to do with that anyway? He can't touch the position, so go after the experience. Oh, Lord help us. Yeah, he says I will, I'll humble you. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. Thank God. You know? So do you have anything else? It's eight fifty nine. just like grace. Yeah, you know, so that's freely you have received. Freely. If you haven't received it, what are you given as a Christian? The flesh. It's so, so, oh my God, it, you know. Okay, so the bottom line in my thinking with this, right, in my own personal this morning, sin, sin that, that doesn't make any sense. It's nonsense. That's sin at all. To not submit your will—it it just nothing makes any sense. It doesn't make sin. Does sin make any sense? No. No, it doesn't. So for you and I, does it make any sense not to submit our <laughs> will. Oh, for Christ. and then submit to one another in Ephesians five twenty one. How's that work? Oh, boy, huh? interesting how good is God huh? he's amazing only goodness is in him and Christ is in us Everything he does is perfect. Ah, it's complete in itself you don't add to it it's complete in itself That's why you don't add to it okay let me see Deuteronomy 4:2 1132 of Deuteronomy oh I forget and then, and then of course revelations 22 18 19 you don't add or take away uh, 30 verse 6 of proverbs you don't add to it or you don't take it away. And, and that, because if you do, it makes you the private interpreter, right? And Second uh, Peter one verse twenty. Now you are the authority, and you're exercising control over others. They'll never meet where you are, but you. But but you need them to not meet you so that you can function where you are, and keep them out. That, that's the system, isn't that and it's the flesh. That's so awful, God Almighty. Oh, God almighty, help. <laughs> it's so terrible, you know? It just is, you know? Mike, that can't be a work shirt you have on. That's too nice. It is. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a
1: good, it's lightweight.
0: protects everything. All right. alright, some of those days I'd switch but you know, we're in control
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, is there anything else before we close you guys have anything else uh, anything who would like to close in a word of prayer, anyone how about you Harrison would you like, seriously would you like to close us in a word of prayer yeah, yeah okay
1: My life, and just the gift that they are. I just can't thank you enough. I want to thank you for your word, for your thoughts. That we just have the ability,
0: the gift, just to be able to think with you and receive from you, Lord. And uh, I just pray that you just would not
1: stop that flow all throughout our day today. Amen receive from you and
0: receive love as we love others just uh, yeah just be with us today thank you Jesus thank you. awesome thank you Lord